All right. Hey, folks. Welcome to the Casting Couch. Today, I've got uh, my very first guest, and he's a very good friend of mine. I couldn't be happier that he actually is my first guest. This guy has never met a stranger in his life. I know that's an old cliche, but truly, I've never seen this guy not have a friendly conversation like he knew a person for 20 freaking years with someone he just met. Um, Matt Whitey White. Whoop, whoop. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, my man. Good, Thank good. You. Thank you. Yeah, you so made, starting that off makes my makes my heart swell. Cool. Well, appreciate it. yeah, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Uh, so, Matt, one of my really one of my best friends up here in the area. Like I said, just really excited about having you as my inaugural guest for this podcast. Um, you know, why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about yourself, Matt? Uh, you know, so like, where I are you from? Yeah, yeah, you where know? I'm from. Yeah, right. you... So originally I'm from uh, Long Island until I was 15. Made a lot of poor choices during that time. <laughs> uh, my pops died when I was 12, which kind of left, left uh, when you're living in an authoritarian household with the dad who's a cop and, you know, the backhand was, was the easy hand. Uh when you lose that void, you become a little wayward when you start testing the you can. of life. Yeah, yeah you definitely eighth, can. Ninth, tenth grade, yeah. Especially, I mean, with someone that's got a personality like yours. <laughs> I was a little, but I will say this, Quinn, I, I was a little sassy back then. We, yeah, tell- you know, I definitely don't think it was sassy. You're probably, you know, a, a kid that loved to test boundaries. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, and plus you're from Long Island. Yeah. Everybody's busting balls. Yeah. Everybody's giving each other a hard time until you move out west. Yeah, and yeah. And then I moved out west when I was uh, 21, and uh, I learned not to bust people's balls so hard because the west coast is a little bit softer on the skin. Was there a, is there a particular incident that you recall that – you're like, maybe I should hold off on bust people's balls a little bit. Well, <laughs> I can't distinctly recall what happened with me, but my brother showed up, and he's a Long Islander. I and mean, we moved to upstate New York, and so we were a little bit more mellow. Uh, and we weren't looking to fight everybody all the time, which a lot of Strong Island boys like to do. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Uh, but he moved out west, and he's, he's fucking hammering. Just killing his kids' balls, and I pulled him aside, and I'm like, "Eric, you can't bust people's balls out here in the West Coast like you do on the East Coast." He's, you know, he's my younger brother. Don't you tell me what to do. Finger in my chest, and I'm like, "Hey, we're in an outdoor community. Like everybody's guides and mellow and chill, and you're freaking." Yeah, 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 yeah. He figured out, and he's a big dude too, huh? And he was big back then too. Little. Could be a little intimidating. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some nice. guy you don't know who's nice. so uh So what brought you out what made you leave the East Coast and come out here to the West Coast? I mean, where did you start your journey out to the West Coast? <laughs> so uh it took me a while to to wrap my head around being a student than athlete and uh I had a lot of good times, and uh, I was 
politely asked not to attend a couple of universities. Please don't come back in, in the fall. And uh, which is fine. And my mom, my mom pulled me aside. I went back to community college, and I played lacrosse. Okay, cool. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, first year started for Cortland State. Talking about my brother, we were we were vying for we were vying to get into the national playoffs in Division Three, which is a pretty stinking big deal in lacrosse. And uh, all we got to do is beat my brother's team, and he's a freshman. Oh, jeez! And uh, Homeslice scored the go-ahead goal on me. Your brother did, and he plays defense, and defenders don't score too often. Yeah, but he was like, "Fuck this!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you betcha. His team, his team celebrated like they won a national championship <laughs> right in front of my face. Oh, damn, dude! Yeah, it was that was a tough pill to swallow. So anyway, I fell out of that school, went to a community college. After that, uh, I played the cross there, so I still had two more years of eligibility. Oh, a little too loud. No, get a little closer. I'll get a little closer. Yeah. Forget me. Yeah, it's still low. I'm hitting up Dad to see him. Cool. Seeing what's up, figuring it out. So, long story short, uh, I go to this junior college. I go to uh, the best of the North, play the best of the South. The Mason Dixon line was still it was the the uh, line of separation and after the game this guy comes up to me and he's like i got a school for you and i'm like well where's your school and he said southern california and i just thought of california dreaming is just a trip away and uh yeah 24 hours later uh we actually just crossed the mason dixon line and uh, i called him in he told me how much money he was going to get me and uh, and I said, all right, I'm signed in. I had 24 hours to make that decision to go move out west, and it was the best thing I ever did in my life. Nice, nice. So <clears throat> it was lacrosse that actually brought you out here to California. Yeah, totally. I was, uh, you know, I was a jock. I grew up fishing with my pops. You know, yeah. uh, we did we did camping as a family. My mom hated camping. We had a little pop up trailer, but we went two weeks every year. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, so my idea of as a young adult going camping was like a keg of beer, tent, yeah, burn a lot of shit. So let's talk about your lacrosse career, you know? <clears throat> I mean, obviously lacrosse is a game that you just don't pick up, you know, and like run with, especially if you got people come rolling up to you after games like, hey, you know, why don't you come play lacrosse over here with me? So, you know, how long had you played lacrosse? You know, like when did you start playing lacrosse? Uh, I started in, I started uh, organized ball in eighth grade and I made the, uh, I remember being eighth grader and I, and I wasn't good enough and I wasn't going to be able to play. And I, put, I went up to my coach and I said, hey, can I play on seventh grade team? Because I wanted to play. You yeah. Know? And then, uh, yeah, I went and played on the seventh grade team, started because everybody else was new it's not like today like today it's it's that sport has evolved so much like best players coming out of california not maryland and new york and new jersey and yeah, virginia yeah they're coming out from georgia and florida it's it's a it it, it is a game that has spread like freaking the dixie wildfire man cool <laughs> So when you were initially playing, it was more a northeastern thing, huh? Northeast, mostly an east coast thing. East, co east coast, okay. And, you know, and it was cold in the winter, like, you know, sweatshirts and beanies. And so then, are you? What you're saying then is, once you migrated out west, you in a sense were that, were was that spark that 
that that tinder in a sense that set West Coast lacrosse aflame. Is that what you're saying? I was signing autographs and shit, man. I'll tell you what. YT, number 33, with a circle around it. Because I couldn't sign Matthew Frank White on the balls. (laughs) You know, like my signature that I learned. But no, YT, number 33. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was was a cool experience. Nice, nice. It was... uh, So how long did you do that for? I did that for... I did that out in California for two years. And then there was no professional league. I'm not saying that I could have played professional, but... I sure as hell got could have gotten a tryout, but there was none of that. So I moved overseas, and I played over in England for eight months, and then I, I was like, I don't want this to end, and I bumped over to Germany, and I was like, I don't want this to end. Yeah, and yeah. I wanted to coach the uh, – because the World Games were coming up soon, and the Czechoslovakian team didn't have a, a head coach, and, uh, and I was kind of – Panning to get in there, and I was Seriously. playing. Yeah, man, huh. we were playing in we Berlin lacrosse open. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So the so the issue was, I w- when you played in Germany, it was like playing eighth grade lacrosse. Like uh-huh. you could see the skill, you could see the skill level development, you could see the athleticism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they were they were no good, and I did not want to be a goalie, and because. These dudes had heart. These were shooting like men, but they had no placement. And I was all about like, I'm going to show you this part of the goal and be, you're going to shoot here before you even know you're going to shoot there. And I just take the ball out of the air and boop, fast break the other way. But over there, I played attack in midfield, uh-huh. which is offense and it's kind of like soccer. Yeah. The, the point I'm trying to make is um, uh, they saw me as a midfielder. And I was no good. I played like a you know a JV player. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we we played them in this tournament championship down in Passau, which is in in Bavaria. And uh, I was like, I'm I'm going to show these dudes how how I roll. And they'd usually crush us. Uh, we lost two to one. I only let in two goals in the whole. That doesn't happen, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you get if you get below ten. Ten goals against you, you're you're doing all right. Yeah, and that's even now in like yeah professional yeah in, in Division prof- One college Division One college certainly. So look, in Division One college, it's it, you know those guys are so good. But when you get in professional, forget about it. Those guys, those guys, they got a two point line and they're scoring from the cool. outside. Anyway, yeah, enough for lacrosse. So well, I mean, you're fucking in Germany. You know, you're vying to be the coach of Czechoslovakia. Yeah, or, you know, England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, at any point, are you like, geez, you know, maybe I should get back to New York? You know, no, no. I, no, I, wanted, no I was point. like, as soon as I was like, I'm going back to New York. I'm going back to California. Okay, okay, cool, cool. So, how long did you stay over in, uh, you know, Eastern Bloc area? Yeah, I was in the Eastern Bloc. I was in East Berlin. I th- man. Trippy experience. So, when you see these movies, like old historical movies, and there's, and I do not know the name of the bridge. It's not a bridge, it's just a big old archway. It's the major beltway that goes, cuts right through Berlin. And, uh, and there was all these Eastern European ladies that like they they were there prostituting they went to berlin to become models because the the wall had just gone down in like less than 
less than a decade. Uh-huh. So all these beautiful women came to Berlin to become these supermodels. And it was just like they were all on the main strip prostituting themselves. Jeez. It, which, which, which was pretty far out. And I'm from New York. We, I grew up at 48, uh, 42nd Street. But the point I want to make is this. Um, so my roommate had a Boxster. It was the first year that Porsche came out with the Boxster. And he was like, you want to drive? And I just wanted, I don't know. This, they can't understand anything that I'm saying. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to want to do something I've never done before. And I pulled up. We were driving down that, that Broadway and all the prostitutes were up. And I came pulling in. And I'm like, yo, ladies, what are we talking? How much are we talking? <laughs> and all these ladies came over. And I'm like, what? Oh, oh, my God. That was That's crazy. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I got a lot of funny stories from Germany. They didn't necessarily get my humor too much, brother. Oh, jeez. So did you get into a lot of fights over there? Never got into a fight. Oh, man. And so yeah. I'll tell you how bad it was. Okay. Get picked up at the airport. I was doing like a tour of of, uh, of uh, Western Europe and okay. show up at the, at the inaugural party for Trainer Whitey. By the way, that's my nickname, Whitey. And uh, so I got the girls' team there and the guys' team there, and, and, and very proper. And we've got steins of vice beer. Oh, I love steins. And we just had some schnitzel or whatever. And uh, I was like, I got a funny joke to tell you guys. <clears throat> and I, I had just had dinner with them, you know, and I was just being a goofball. And I was like, what do you call a constipated German? And, you know, they're like, what? Yeah, oh, by the way, like I'm coming from England. I'm coming from England where oh, this is totally appropriate yeah. candor. Like, oh. you're allowed to the have The Germans that are serious, serious about stuff. Serious. So what like, do you They don't joke. <clears throat> Everything's very literal. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so. I don't I, they, I go, don't so they actually have, like, the, the fewest n- number of words in their vocabulary? Nine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go for it. Go for it. Go for so it. anyway, what do you call a constipated German? There's like 20 people there. And they're like, what? And I said, far from pooping. That's <laughs> 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 not power table. <laughs> Fucking crickets. <laughs> crickets. <laughs> so. Uh, not it's, a single. It's, it's like, a what kind of looks did you get? Uh, what kind of looks? Like. Oh, geez. And then, and then talk about the literal oh, perspective of this. Uh, <laughs> the head the head of the club says, Trainer Vaiti, and, and all due respect, uh, uh, Volkswagen came up with that word. <laughs> it is not a real German new, new word. Farfignugen is not real. Oh, my God. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Dude, I've got so yeah. many of those stories. Yeah. One time I was on TV over there, and I I, I, I ended the interview with, I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but we were talking about lacrosse and enticing, enticing people to come down to yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. the polo grounds of Berlin, which was right next to the 1936 Olympic Stadium where oh, okay. yeah. Jesse Owens won oh, yeah. four gold medals. Oh, yeah. In juxtaposition to the Polo Grounds and then the Third Reich Stadium, which is uh, famous for um, it's famous for Adolf Hitler uh, giving his uh, speech to the Hitler Youth in 19, yeah. 1936. Like, 
trippy. And here you are playing a game, and, they, and where Hitler was giving a speech, they, they converted to a DJ station, and they were, wicka, wicka. you know, it's, it's German style. Yeah, David Hasselhoff was very popular then. Yeah. So, oh, so, man. I, um, so anyway, I'm promoting this thing, and and uh, I and I wanted to say "Ich bin ein Berliner," which is uh, John F. Kennedy said that in 1961. I am a Berliner. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so we end the interview. I look at the camera, and the translator's like, "Do it, do it, do it." And I looked at the camera and I go, X benign Bolina! And then it cut. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm at a freaking beer garden. And uh, I'm, I'm taking a leak in the trough, you know. And this guy uh-huh. comes up to me and he's, he goes, oh, oh, by the way, this was broadcast on Berlin Public Radio. It was kind of like NPR. Oh, no, PBS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it was like yeah. it was a German form of PBS. And it was broadcasted. I'm in a beer garden taking a leak on a trough this guy walks up to me and he's like you know zibolena is a jelly donut <laughs> and no hold on and then he closes it with yeah jokes jokes on you ha ha dude again so i want to say i went from hero in england to zero in germany oh, I, I did not yeah no i did I, not fit in i had uh a German hydrology instructor, and she was very serious about a lot of things. I mean, I had a pretty serious situation where I'm like, hey, you know, can I have an extension or, you know, like getting incomplete because I've got this really serious situation going on. And Shorty was like, sorry, can't help you. Like, it's due and it's due. And I'm like, okay, thanks for your help. Yeah. <laughs> Danke schön. <Yeah. laughs> Danke. Oh man, cool. So then, uh, yeah, you spend a lot of time in overseas. Then you get back to good old America. America. And uh, where do you find yourself when you get back to America? Broke. I was broke. Well, that's usually where everybody is when they're chasing a dream. At the end of that dream, if yeah. And then I and then I went back to Southern California. I'm not a Southern California guy, but that's that's the school that I went to was uh, in Orange in Orange County. Uh huh. I became a lacrosse coach. Man, I got some crazy stories with this one, man. Yeah, yeah. You want to hear a goodie? Let's hear it. Oh man. So <laughs> so we got relegated from a Division One program to a Division Two program. And my head coach, who was my coach, was like, I'm not going to coach a Division II program. You want to be a head coach? And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll be a head coach. Problem is, we didn't have enough heads. We had a lot of low numbers. There wasn't a lot of recruiting going on. Yeah. Um, kind of the head coach was like, dude, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, the Whitey experiment went real well, and then we'll just let it all just float to the wayside. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That dude heavily recruited – we used to call him the agent. This dude was smooth. He, we had a stacked team, a lot of young kids my, my first year out there and second year when he was coaching. Um, but anyway, he was like, I'm done. I'm not going to coach, so you're going to be head coach. So we go out to play University of Arizona and Arizona State on a road trip. And, uh, <laughs> and my goalie is like full-on tripping. And uh, we knew he was a Reuter. 
I mean, like, what's he tripping on mushrooms? No, 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 no. He was just, he was just tripping. He was just, oh, okay. he was just crazy. Oh, out got there. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah so he's having a, one of those roid rages. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, and you know, the, he had the back knee, and he was yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. you know, the stretch marks on the all uh, swole uh, up, like I got bit by a bunch of mosquitoes. Sure. Look, <laughs> sure. looking, looking good. So anyway, like at the end of the game. Um, he he basically lost us the game against Arizona State. He ends up pulling his pants down, moons the other team, and pulling I'm like, a Randy Moss. I'm like, <laughs> like this is a legit fucking program. Yeah, and yeah. I walked up to him and I grabbed him by the. He had like a mug, you know, like big old jowls. Yeah, and I grabbed yeah, him yeah, by yeah, the yeah, face, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like. You play with fucking class, like, and I'm I'm foaming. Yeah, I don't yeah, get foaming yeah. too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, except when I'm playing the cross, but I was foaming. So anyway, a couple of weeks later, his uh, end of the season, I'm like, Jimmy, what what happened, man? He was like, you know, me and my girlfriend broke up, and uh, she she threatened that she was she was going to go down to. Uh, Mexico and get a bunch of somos. Now, mind you, this is 1998, so the internet's kind of like, you know, pretty primitive to today's age. And she's going to go down to uh, Mexico, get a bunch of somos, go drink a couple of beers, and go do a porno. And I'm like, Jimmy, you crazy, no. dog. Like, Are you kidding me? You told, there's no way. You think that she's really going to do this? So anyway, I get this. I get this job. So I'm scrambling for money. While well, I was coaching, I was I was uh, working at REI. I was I was uh, frame. I was a framer. Uh, I was coaching lacrosse team. I drove this hoopty of a Volkswagen. Moonlighted Volkswagen as an amateur filmmaker. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm driving. I'm driving cross country. And I go see my buddy Mickey in Golden, Colorado. Right. And and my buddy Mickey, he's, he's one funny dude, and he's like, "Why do you got to see this shit?" And I, and he and I have similar, person like senses of humor. And next thing you know, he he goes on, he, go, he clicks, Jimmy's girlfriend. No. Yes, with this port belly dude with no. the No, Ron Jeremy. No, Dinky. Like, and I'm, yeah. Was it a Mexican dude? No. Oh. I don't think I don't know. It was just this white guy with the portly belly. I don't know. It wasn't. Was it, was it made in Mexico? No, she came back and went up to San Fernando Valley. So it took her what, like six hours to get up the nerve to make to do that porno. I, I have no, I have no idea. All I know is that she made the threat, and it was not idle. It yeah. was no, <laughs> I get it. I through. get it. <clears throat> That's wild. Jeez. But like, why'd you have to? What? Like, I'm just confused. Why the trip to Mexico? That's where you get the somos because you walk into a pharmacy and you can get them over the counter. Yeah. So the thing, the thing that was kind of big. In, What's in a somo? I'm, I have no idea about drugs. It's a rela- It's a relaxant. I don't know. Can you elaborate a little bit? Yeah. So it, it was a. Rela- Is it a quaalude? It wasn't a quaalude. Oh, it was okay. just It was like a stronger volume, I guess. Right. Volume. It's not cocaine, huh? It ain't cocaine. It ain't cocaine. <laughs> so, so what it would do is, is I, I tried it once in college. I didn't like it. You, you pop one, you drink a couple beers. Is it a barbiturate? Is it like barbiturates? 
I don't know. Take a look at yeah, yeah. Somos. Yeah, I, my drug knowledge is. Oh, mine is too. Weed. So I just want to let you know. I mean, I know fentanyl. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But as far as doing stuff, yeah, like no, I, I have think no I idea. I even still have like a bottle of fucking Vicodin somewhere from, from like, like my last surgery injury. Or, yeah, I never touched stuff. Yeah, ever t- like I, I don't like the way it makes me feel. You know, like, I got hit in the shoulder with a chainsaw, and I. Wait, no lie, wait, no what? lie. I got hit in the shoulder with a chainsaw, 120 stitches, and I only took Advil. When the fuck was that? I was 19, 36 inch freaking, 36 inch blade, but it, uh, yeah, it skipped. And Jeez, it's like hey, my you worst You've nightmare. seen me with my shirt off. It's my, I I have never seen you with your shirt off. No, no. I'll show you the scar. It's it's meaty, man. It, the huh. wound was. The wound was roughly about the size of my hand. Jeez, now I believe yeah. it. I believe it. Uh, Man, I ain't so. Show it to you. I got all this yeah. wire all So, yeah, I mean, I've been out in the woods. I've, I've cut some trees that, you know, so I bucked up some wood with you, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've also had a fabulous fishing trip and over in what? Uh, that was Modoc County, right? Modoc County. I'm yeah. Not, I would not gonna mention that creek. Yeah. Because that's a special place on earth, right there. Yeah. I actually, uh, I sent one of my customers there, a guy I was guiding. Um, he's actually doing, um, I forget what it's called, but uh, California Trout. They've got yeah. this competition where it's like trying to catch all. Catch all the. Yeah, the, the trout, the trout of California. Indigenous to the state of California. Exactly. And this dude was on that mission, that quest. You know, I helped him. We bagged um, a cloud red band. This is the guy who wanted to go like, I heard this creek is. Yeah, that's that guy. That's that guy. And Did so, he spew it on, on the internet? I have no idea. No. Oh. oh, well, that's the thing, though. We went there and there's nothing. Because you know we're we're in a drought, and so yeah. a lot of like yeah, 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 the yeah. water that we're getting just is. But I'm here. just saying, did he go out? And I hope he didn't go out and spew about it because I haven't told anybody about that. Yeah, place. I've no, well, you just said it. Oh shit! <laughs> Damn, I was good until then. It took you like three minutes. What are you talking yeah, about? Well, here's a beautiful thing. We it just started. Nobody's gonna li- nobody's gonna listen to this. Good thing. Good thing I can edit it out. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> People are gonna <laughs> listen to it. yeah. I'll just I'll just edit it out. Well, here's out here's quick. the one thing I, I'm telling I'm telling you a lot more than what I believe a public official in in my position should be do, talking about. But in reality, uh, no, I am who I am, PG, and that's PG. You know, it's PG. Yeah, <laughs> maybe PG thirteen. I mean, I I think I dropped I think I dropped a few f bombs. Exactly. It's exactly. Casting couch. Cast cast couch. So What's happening? Nice. Apparently, it's it's a uh, tibamate. A tibamate. I don't know. I don't know what that like is. A commonly known like thing, but it's a skeletal muscle relaxer. There you oh, go. And supposedly, people combine it a lot with opiates. Uh, combine it with opiates or alcohol, but like really with opiates. But so like weird. what, it, like. <clears throat> What does she need that for in a sexual sense? Because it's just to make her more flexible. No, man. Did you did you did you watch the porno? It just numbs the body. Did you watch it? So just gentle reminder: this is 1998, right? Yeah, exactly. So all you had were photos. 
So there she was. No, no, no. I thought this was a V8. Oh, you, it was on the internet. It was on the internet. Got you. Okay, okay, okay. Damn. Did I not? Did I? No, no, no. Yeah, no. You just, you said he pushed play. And oh, I thought you were that. watching a joint. No. So. We were just, just looking at photos with, gotcha. with her with the big old smile and a little bit of Peter in her hand. It was funny. Jeez. Freaking Mickey. What do you think she got paid for that? Or do you think she did oh, it for free? Probably. Like, just be just because she uh, wanted to get much, back how at much Jimmy. Is a por- how, so the question is, how much is a porn actress getting paid today? I don't know. That's, I, like, I think they get do paid wanna, off do, the revenue. What's revenues. the average, what is the average pay for someone it's probably in the like, porn industry? Like, what do you, what do you, what, like, what is hey, it? Take a look on a computer. I bet you five bucks you'll be able to figure. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to put you but on like, spot. But, like, I mean, thinking about it, like, <laughs> on yeah. average, on average, like, you know, you know, a shorty, a shorty will charge like $3, $4 for OnlyFans. That's like the porn these days, right? And so, like, you get four bucks. How many fans? Like, what? What? Like, I don't know. I don't know anything yeah. about it, to be honest. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. You know, so. Taking yeah. No more porn. Taking it all off. No more porn. Yeah. Did they say? Did they say why they did that? Uh, because it doesn't. I read. I read an article on it, and I. The only reason I know about this is because a friend of mine. Um, he mentions it once. He's only mentioned it once, but anyway. On average, between eight hundred and a thousand dollars per shoot. So that's in today's money. Today's so back in back in the day, I bet you got like no in nineteen ninety nine. Probably more. Five bucks. <laughs> yeah, right. Five bucks went, went a long yeah, way. Yeah, right. What a hundred? Yeah, I bet more. No I way. I bet more because there was more. There was more. The demand was probably the same, but it, exactly the, the market wasn't as saturated as it is now. It's saturated. Oh, jeez! Like yeah. porn is on fucking public television. Like, so the reason that what's the name of that? What, uh, the the one that you had just mentioned? Um, Only fans, yeah. and it it was diametrically opposed to um, their moral beliefs. And they they didn't want to yeah, huh? They saw it becoming like a so it was huge man. And so they regulated it's in, it and it's and it's in their mission statement. Like, ah. <laughs> Who, they're, yeah, they're, their yeah. business their business yeah. statement. No, I get it. We got to have morals <laughs> and ethics. So, but I will tell you what, so that is me, a redeemable quality. Yeah. So I mean, you slice your shoulder open with a freaking thirty six inch bar yeah but that doesn't stop you. you're like yeah i'll just keep cutting down trees no no, no no man i freaking it was a logging deck in my buddy's backyard kicks back on me uh, uh and next thing you know i'm running down the hill to the house to and screaming i got hit with the chainsaw and, and i'm thinking i'm gonna die telling uh it was my buddy eddie he's my best friend in high school and his his brother johnny aka juanita uh, I was like, tell my mom I love her and all this stuff, and it was it was a pretty intense moment. And I was what, I think nineteen years old. Got to the hospital, came in, and I and I've gotten a lot of stitches in my day. I got stabbed when I lived in New York. Put my arm through windows. Uh, I don't. I've been lacerated a bunch. The point I'm trying to make is, I came rolling in, 
somebody was coming out with a with the wheelchair and i was like hey man i i got hit in the chest with a chainsaw i'm gonna need about 120 stitches and they're like okay and they roll me in and i come into the emergency room and i say the same thing to the receptionist and she's like let me see and i showed it to her and it was she hit this she hit this uh button and doors were opening and lights were flashing and i go rolling in and the doc looks at me and he goes oh my god I said, is that a good oh, my God, or a bad oh, my God? <laughs> and he was like, do you mind looking at yourself? And I was like, yeah. And he showed me in my my brachial artery right next to my armpit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was so close. It was, I, 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 it's less than a millimeter, and I could wow. just see it. And it was like just like a, a thin layer of flesh. Yeah. And you just saw it pumping, boom, boom, boom. boom. But here's the deal. You know how I kept on rolling? Two weeks later, um, I was going to get my stitches out, and we were playing in the indoor championship game in upstate New York, which is a fucking brutal game. Yeah, like, yeah. You should watch indoor lacrosse. These dudes are hitting yeah. uh, and fighting. It's like hockey, but with more of a, a incentive with to grass. fight. Next thing you know, I'm playing in the cha- <laughs> I, I asked the doc. I was going to get her removed the day of the championship game. I said, doc, should I? Do I have a better chance of re-injuring myself if I if I take out my stitches, or do I uh, have, or should I leave my stitches in to play in the championship game? He's like, I don't recommend you playing in the championship game. I was like, I'm playing, and then uh, he's like, keep them in, man. And then we went and we played, and next thing you know, end of the game breaks out into freaking bench bench clearing brawl. I'm in, I'm like cheering my boys on because I can't do anything because I got freaking, I got 120 stitches in my shoulder and a big old pillow sitting over my over my wound to kind of give me an extra protection because I was a goalie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nevertheless, this dude comes up behind me and grabs me, and he's like, are you part of this? And I was like, nope. And he picked me up, turned me around, and just jumped into the fray. <laughs> Helmets, gloves, yeah, dude, yeah. over the boards, like full-on like hockey style, but yeah, no, yeah. no ice skates to slip and fall. It was, yeah. It's street brawling. Yeah. Damn. You guys should watch it, man. It's it's good. It's, it's good shit. Yeah. So let's get to your outdoor career. I mean, I know we fish a little bit. Uh, you still have yet to outfish me. And yeah, at the one we... creek, I caught seven. You caught. I caught seven in one go. I think I caught nine that trip, and you caught none because you believed that you wanted to keep on going with those parachutes. And I was saying fishing about? nymphs. What are you talking about? Caught nothing. You got skunked. Pepe Le Pew. When? At that one that one time that we were out at uh, the Secret Creek that you're going to delete from the... And, and Laurie even questioned. She's like, you didn't. She was like, and Whitey caught seven? <laughs> Dude, well, one. She didn't believe it. But that's I didn't right. even, like, fish. And I did catch more fish than you. No. All right, anyway. So... <laughs> What got you into fishing? Uh, my old man, he was way into fishing. All of our camping trips took us to the ocean. So we, we'd always go down in the ocean. He'd go blue fishing. He'd take a snapper fishing. and We'd do some lake fishing up on the St. Lawrence Seaway, which is the border of, of uh, Canada and New York. Yeah. Uh, Thousand Islands. Beautiful, beautiful part of the world. And, uh, I mean... So it sounds like you're up doing some ocean fishing. Do you, yeah, I was you, I was casting. Enjoy that? I was, like ca- that. I was casting from docks. Oh, okay, ah, dude, I was outside with my dad, and you know that you know the saying: 
the tug is the drug. Yeah. And so yeah. you get that drug feeling when you're a little kid. You're like, whoo, I like that feeling. Yeah. So then I moved I moved out west and I had a, uh, uh, so I got a job in, at an outdoor ed school. And uh, I had one of the few souvenirs from my dad, which was a Daiwa fly fishing pole. And uh, one thing that you never do when you're working with teenagers, actually there's two things. You don't lend. You don't lend them two things. You don't actually. You don't. You don't lend them anything. Can I borrow that, Whitey? Yeah, sure. I'm. I'm new. Next thing you know, my dad's fly, Iowa fly fishing pole was broken, and I. That was like oh, one of my few. Shit. Yeah, I know. And what am I? And I'm like, I said to the kid, I'm like, I explained to you the importance of this. Kids don't give a fuck. Like kids no. do not. And and as we know now, having kids, we can see that. Like, especially with our youngest, like, um, like oh, yeah. both you and our youngest, they don't give a fuck. I'm going to tell you what. They do not give a fuck. Like, Taya will sit there and just, you, like, you know she hears you. You're like, Taya, can you do this and this and this? And she just sits there and does whatever the fuck she wants to do. And then it's like, Taya, like, I know you hear me. Like, like what do you, what's going on here? You know what I mean? It's absolutely wild. Have, have faith, my friend. The amount of disrespect that these children. Dis- <laughs> like, I've never seen children so disrespectful in my life. And they're my own children. I cannot believe it. Anyway. Phoebe came back from Italy this summer and she was a changed girl. Now she's turning back. She's she's a moderated monster. She isn't full out baby Tay-Tay monster. Oh, she's man. moderated. Yeah, oh my! What does that mean? Ah man, what does that mean? She's not fucking shit up all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, well, no, so I don't because that's all Taya does. Is yeah, fuck fuck shit, shit up, up all the time. I know. Like seriously, her nickname, my, Bill. Bill fucking tagged it perfectly. What do you say? Queen of entropy. <laughs> 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 Oh my god! It's just like that girl is fucking the second law of thermodynamics to the fullest. Like, I'm, t- I'm telling you, oh I'm, you shall have need oh to have some god. faith. I do, I do, I do, because Sadie Jean is like ridiculous. At like she's got a game, like yeah, ridiculous. She knows what she's doing, yeah. And I've never seen a child climb at her age climb higher in a tree than she does. Like, I'll tell you what, you should be well. The Rona's exploding up in up in Medford, but when things settle down a little bit, you should take her up to the climbing gym up there and and uh, let her let her have at it. I'll bet you five dollars she'll be hooked. First yeah. time's free. We'll see. First time's first time's Renting free. The gear is free. That's what it is. Oh. Renting the gear is free. Just pay admission. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, talk about climbing. So. I got in that outdoor ed camp, and I and there was two things I was really into at the time. Uh, I was into fly. I I just started fly fishing, but I didn't know what I was doing. I had nobody teach me what to do or how to do it. And uh, and I really wanted to be a climber, but I didn't know anybody who climbed or did it. So so wait, was it this is an outdoor ed like school or what? What is it? Good question. So basically, it it offered a summer school program with teachers who are well not everyone was a teacher and when i first started off i wasn't a teacher 
um, but we were certified by the state of California to teach academics. And then we incorporated uh, daytime activities like uh, we'd go backpacking, whitewater rafting, swift water rescue, vertical rescue, caving. Uh, what was the other thing? Caving and spelunking rock and, and rock climbing. Is what sp- where does spelunking fit in today? I, I believe. Sp- there is if if you are a proper spelunker, I think you take offense to people using spelunking. I think that's like a Tennessee, like down where all these limestone areas are. Uh-huh. Like, that's, that's, spelunking that's spelunking is a very specific. I think so. I it's think it's that it's. But the, what umbrella would it fit under? Like cave diving or spelunking would be technical caving. Okay, but you're doing it in. Tennessee and wherever they got other caves. I don't like caving, man. I really don't. So Tennessee, I had to do it twice a year. Yeah. Twice a year, go caving, and we we kids would rappel down into the pit, eighty foot rappel. Uh huh. And then then we then they'd have to ascend out of the pit. And by the way, there's like no lights. It's not like I don't know Shasta Caverns. <laughs> Dude, yeah. It's pit, like dark. Yeah. Like black dark. Yeah. Like, uh. And setting that up twice a year, and sometimes you had to haul kids out. Like, yeah, that was a lot of work, and I didn't like doing it. Yeah, yeah, because it's all tight, and you got like pokey things in your shoulders. And yeah, and you're a big dude. I'm six three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. climbing in a cave, no thanks. And, Can't stand and up. You really are like just all like elbows and fucking knees, knees. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dude, it's just I, like all bones i think i'm too sexy for this show <laughs> that's what i'm thinking oh man so yeah you, you're in this school how long did that school last for that is a good question um they had to go through a name change because they they went bankrupt but during that time so i did 13 summers with them and then I and then I I started working for him at, at the school, but I did 13 summers of it. I met some unbelievable people, and I met the people who got me into fly fishing and rock climbing. Yeah, and one yeah. fellow in in specific was a fellow by the name of Jack Weir, and uh, he was a beer drinking, tobacco chewing, yeah, other stuff doing, kind of born. This is it. He was born again Christian philandering with the ladies gambling like this dude was good time yeah yeah, like good time jack yeah yeah yeah. and uh man we we climbed all over the sierras together and he he really got me into fishing and how to how to understand hatches and um and we did we did a lot of cool outdoor activities it was nice we'd like we'd go and bust out a mountain like technical rock climbing on a, on a mountain and then we go fly fishing the end of the day and drink a cup of beers by the campfire and and if dude i pity as mr t said i pity the fool who had a had a campsite next to ours and they had a fire going and we didn't have firewood because he and i would go over there and we tell stories like we're telling stories between you and i right now yeah and these people would look at us like you guys, like, who the hell are you guys coming to just fucking good take time over there. fellas who oh, just wanted man. to share the love? Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Just roll up on some people huh? <laughs> and start telling love stories. It. Love it. <laughs> you want a beer? Yeah. 
Nice. Oh shoot. So yeah, Jack and I, and then and then he got real serious with Christianity, and then he started talking to me about the Bible and like serious hour uh-huh. long, hours long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and then I just couldn't I couldn't hang. I could hang with the, some discussion, but you know. Yeah. You just you felt a little inadequate because you weren't up on your scripture and you weren't up on your Jesus knowledge. You're like, sorry, I gotta bow out of this nah, because I just, well, I just the funny thing is I'm not I'm probably you know it's like it, it's probably you know a relationship where you know it's like you need to be intellectually stimulated and you knew that you just weren't going to be able to provide the Jesus talk for your buddy Jack. That he would really want for you guys, really. I think he wanted. Well, that he, you know, one of the one of the major doctrine doctrines of 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 well, any pretty much any religion except Judaism is is you know is the proselytization of the of of said religion, right? You know, unless unless proselytization. That's I got. I'm going to give you this. For you to listen to what I got to say, right? Yeah, and the love of Jesus and and all that stuff, and you know. But you can't get it unless, you know, you were a believer. Yeah, or no? I thought proselytization. Yeah, I thought that was like, in a sense, like what a lot of missionary work is. Yeah, where you go in a country and you're like, I have this food, but I can only give it to you if you believe in Jesus. And so that gets people to say, I believe in Jesus because they just want the food. Well, I, 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 you know I th- what I'm saying? I think that's. Sorry, I thought you were using pro- it in, a, in that in its specific. No, no, sense. no, no. no. That's, okay. I have never heard of that before, but yeah. I do not doubt it. Yeah. There's a word for that. I think I can't remember if that's what it was, but I think prothlas. Prostolization. Pro- or prostol. Maybe I'm thinking of prothlization. Proth. I I don't know what profilization is. Prof, uh, yeah. Uh. Anyway, nevertheless, uh, and then my my other partner after Jack, Jack stayed in my life for a while, but uh, the other one was this guy Aaron Clark, who uh, and both these guys were my partners, and we and we'd take kids climb and and t- teach English or math or uh, science or um, a lot of social emotional stuff. I mean, we're working with hardcore at risk kids, which is you know. Are uh, hardcore in the fact that they had some, um, they had some behavioral issues. These guys were all like gated community gangsters, uh-huh. you know. Like I'm hard, and you're like, but you're from Willow Creek, dude. Yeah, yeah like yeah. you ain't from Oakland. Yeah. You ain't from like I don't know where other hard areas yeah. are. I just know Oakland has its parts, but but I stay out of the city. What'd you say? But. But they're say Compton. But I mean, you know, are these kids so because even in rural areas you can have you know, people under the poverty line, people that are dealing with the same issues that, you know, a lot of kids in urban cities are dealing with. Oh, you I mean, better believe these, it. Are these kids well, are you talking about kids that are doing that or more like oh, no, Malibu's no. most wanted type kids, you know? Malibu's <laughs> most wanted. Where like they have all the resources at their disposal. But they choose a different path. But their parents, their parents didn't want a parent, so they sent them to us. Okay. And then we'd we'd have a great time with them. And don't get me wrong, there was, you know, we'd have some kids escaped. Like one time, this one kid, 
he he wanted to leave and wanted to leave and wanted to leave, and he was like, "Nope, I'm gonna, I'm gonna." It was two sessions, one two two one month sessions, and uh, his dad came up at the end of the first month, and he goes, "Son, I'm really proud of what you're you're becoming." And uh, I'm going to keep you here for another month. That night, that kid pulled all the money from all the kids, found some rollerblades, because this was also a school campus as well, found some rollerblades somewhere, put him on his feet, boogied out 10 miles out to 299, threw out his thumb, went into Reading, got a bus ticket, took it all the way to San Francisco. It was home by like mid-morning. <laughs> Jeez. Man. It's crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. And so uh these days, um it seems that you really like to enjoy getting on your boat, doing a lot more lake fishing than uh the stream fishing these days. Is that true? Because when you got you know, twenty six hundred bucks invested in the in a 20 horsepower honda and a 14 foot klamath and you spend a bunch of time carpeting and putting in decking and stuff it's an investment but i will say this i have not fished that much because it's this weather has been tough and and it's just too warm water's warm yeah have you been going have you been going but i mean where you like to fish you know that system over there you know the fall river system i mean got like you can fish that every day Every day. I mean, there's very little change that's going to affect the Fall River system. Nope. So it's cold water coming out of the ground. Exactly. It's like it's it's. Have you ever been out there? It's like Big Sky Country with Mount Shasta out to the west and Lassen to the south, and it's just wide open spaces with the you know slow meandering yeah. river through the cow cow and rice fields it's freaking See, i've been out to millville i've worked out in millville a bunch and then like um wildwood which is out like like uh, i know where millville is millville yeah like kind of just on the outskirts of Reading. like yeah it's it's to the e- it's to the east yeah. heading up heading up towards uh shingletown okay yeah totally and then wildwood is like deer like springs it's like deep on highway three yeah like going out towards uh fucking the coast trinity county oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like going out towards trinity county from Reading. you know gotcha you ever been on that row highway three? That crazy, oh yeah. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that's one's crazy road yeah nice so uh why do you find yourself i mean we know you like but th- this is what i'm saying as far as the boat and the investment you didn't have to make the investment. No, so, I wanted to because I wanted to go fish. Yeah, and I mean the you, valley more as whenever I wanted. Yeah, and you said for the reason of just getting your girls and out and getting as well. my girls out there. Okay, so. So that's that's number one, but number two is getting yeah, out there and fishing yeah. in the Fall River area. Yeah, um, no, I, but I will <laughs> say this: I have fished more on uh, rivers this year. When I say this year, yeah, from January up till now, I've been on the river more times than I've been on the boat. Where you been fishing? Oh, we did the Smith together. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing a Sacramento. I call it the Lower Sac, but it's right above the lake. 
there's a whole bunch of yeah, areas yeah, in there yeah. um and but the thing is is this it's just been so damn warm i i've been on the sack more times than in my boat this year yeah so what i've been hearing is like for example the hex hatch that always happens up on siskiyou lake is that no trout were coming up for hmm. these big old honking easy to eat why is that because there was a big old window of warm water that was like 20 feet deep oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah and and they weren't they weren't going to cut through it hmm. yep yeah i mean it was a, i was only on the lake once this year maybe twice <laughs> <laughs> twice quinn row your boat yeah. ashore hallelujah yeah, i've got mo i have two i have two motors i could fucking throw a motor on if i wanted to but dude it's like siskiyou it, it you know it took me like 20 minutes to row and it took you long because the wind kicked up yeah still even still look maybe 25 minutes you know to get back can your motor do your motors work yeah both of them work when did so, you fix them they never needed to be fixed really yeah all right so yeah no my motors have always worked I'm thinking actually about selling them because it's a drift boat. What a, I guess I see guys with them. What I really want to do is go down to the upper sack. So I mean, there's still hogs being, or sorry, the lower sack. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I'm still seeing a lot of good fish coming out of the upper sack. So have you fished it? No, so I haven't. Uh, buddy, buddies of mine were telling me like it's a. You got to know you got to know your game or be with somebody who really knows their game. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, by the way, Jack Trout fished down there a whole yeah. bunch, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. So that you know somebody who's going to tell you. Yeah. You got to go well, deep. Uh, so I, I so after so I'm doing the outdoor ed thing, I'm like I want to become a teacher and um got a job, got a why, job at the school. I mean, <clears throat> why would you want to be a teacher? Well, I didn't. I was 27 years old. That's kind of when, like, society is like, what are you going to, like, they're always asking, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Dude, you're 27. What are you going to do? I was like, I'll be a teacher. That's all I know is working with kids. So I had this. this Wait, wait, wait. So can I ask you this? Huh? Who? I mean, this, this society person seems like a very important person in your life. Especially to like, if they're just harping on you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Can you tell us a little bit about who this society is? Oh, what society? I don't know. You I know think, why I think they're it's, so it's, important to you? It's generic and standard that I say 27. <laughs> I, I believe I believe a lot of people are like, all right. Especially when you come from. It's true. I know. Like this, I think this is a very important conversation to have. Like, you know, a lot of these expectations that. Just are really non-existent, you know? Like, we put them on ourselves, right? Like, I mean, yeah, maybe somebody's like, oh, yeah, dude, you're 27. Like, what are you Get doing? Get shit together. But, like, who gives a fuck? Like, who cares? Right? You know. Who cares? Are you happy? If you're happy, who cares? If you're living the life that you really feel that you want to live at that point, who cares? You know? Everyone else's, like, expectations and perceptions of what they want you to be is fucking unfair to you. You know what I'm saying? It's completely unfair to you. So. But it was, it, it, it wasn't a person. 
Yeah. It wasn't a. It wasn't a. I know. No, I know exactly what you're saying. It was a societal. Because, yeah. It was like a societal push. Yeah. I felt like it. you start talking to your buddies and they're like starting to get married. You're yeah. like, dude, you're 27 years old. I, I want to go climb mountains and shit. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I was like a 29, 30 year old baseball player. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, you know, 30 years old trying to be going to MLBs. Yeah. You know, like. So it's like you just, but that's Hanging like up. you know what I want to do. You know, yeah. if, if that's if that's like your dream, that's your goal, that's what you want to do. Like if you're happy, like fuck it. That's 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 my advice to you kids out there. Well, and so. and, and and that's good advice. And and I will say this is. You know, I I went for that teaching job, which segued into me moving to the Eastern Sierra to, to go climb mountains, and 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 next thing I know, it's just like fishing mecca, and it's just like climbing mecca, and it turns into this backcountry ski mecca, and this is like early two. I moved there in two thousand, and um, yeah, I, I'm getting sidetracked listening to. Uh, what are we listening to? <laughs> Leonard Skinnerd, uh, one, one of my favorites. Play, play me a song, Curtis Lowe. Curtis Lowe. Play some Skinner, man. So, what, 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 what predicated, what predicated me uh, delving into the moving into the Eastern Sierra? That's that's important. Oh, working with kids. So, so the, here I am. I'm, I'm living in this. This isn't an exaggeration. It was an outdoor paradise with there was there was no other culture like for example, there were no crystals there. <laughs> there were no there was no iamers there. Kind of like our our culture here. The point is there was no culture except for going being an outdoorsman and you, you fucking went for it. Yeah, and yeah. there was there was bouldering which is kind of like, you know, really strong power climbing for you know anywhere from like eight to 15 feet and then there was sport climbing which is climb with ropes and clipping into uh, clipping into um uh bolts in the rock face and then there was mountaineering where you're plugging your gear into the into the uh cracks and dude there was there was so much and yosemite was i don't know probably an hour away yeah yeah and uh and everything in between was just hard and oh by the way world-class fishing yeah like world-class lake fishing world-class uh uh stream fishing world-class spawning stream yeah it's oh man it's like two and a half three foot wide creeks that are coming out of these canyons and they're just behemoths in there nice nice anyway and that, so that was my vehicle so education ended up becoming my vehicle to get me to the eastern sierra and my buddy kept on coming down and he had this kick-ass job and he traveled around the united states and the world with these high school kids and he's like why do i'm going to retire and this is the same company i'd worked for and i had three more years of teaching experience under my belt in the comprehensive high school and uh Next thing you know, he retires. I slide in, and uh, I ended up working f- five and a half months a year, and had six and a half months paid vacation a year. Jeez. I'm noticing that a shit trend. Was good. There's a lot of nepotism going on with you and your 
your your your position sliding right slide in. Right slide right in, dude. Slide right. Slide I'm just gonna give you this head coaching position. Just slide right on here. Slide <laughs> I'm gonna give you this head educational position. Just slide right on in there. I'm sure there's a couple more positions where you just slide right on into in your life, huh? I ain't gonna die. De- I ain't gonna die. I'm not gonna deny it. That's for sure. I got a couple. Yeah. So I slid on in, and next thing you know, I'm traveling to China. It's so. Oh, by the way, so I was. I always wanted to live out of the back of my truck. So I lived out of the back of my truck. I lived out of the back of my truck for six years while, while traveling. So I'd be gone for two weeks or three weeks to the Philippines or Guatemala. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I would come home, and I'd get like three weeks to a month off. And so I was. I, I got in whitewater boating and I was surfing out the coast and chasing rivers and uh, chasing mountains. So I'd I'd be sitting in like some internet cafe in I don't know Santiago, Chile, and I'm like, what's the weather forecast going to be? Yeah, and I'm yeah, planning yeah. my my two weeks. I'm looking at the extended forecast yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I had all anyway. And so, I'd, all right, I'm going surfing here for a few days, and while I'm coming back, I can go steelhead fishing here, and then, and then I, I'm going to meet up my buddy up in I don't know in the Eastern Sierra. We go to, uh, backcountry skiing, and then yeah, yeah, it was yeah. The thing that was crazy though is I'm doing this in my my 30s. I was living in my 30s like my 20s, and I'm in my 30s. The problem is all my homeboys are in their 30s. Yeah, and they're not living out of their truck. Yeah. they got they got they they bit the twenty seven year old bug, and you yeah, know they were yeah, college yeah. professors, oh uh, yeah, yeah, and dean of students, and yeah. you know all this crazy shit. And so I, I I was super fortunate. My buddy teaches outdoor education. Uh, he he runs the outdoor ed program up in uh, COCC, and he had this well of students. So. I ended up befriending several of them, and these guys, and we would just mosh it. They were 24. I was 30, 30 to 38 years old, and these guys, they just wanted a mosh. It was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. They, had, they had the drive, uh, not necessarily all the safety in line, but they, they were pretty stinking dialed. It was good. Nice, nice. Yeah, so... Uh, where do you find yourself in life these days? Put it in perspective. Right? <laughs> I'm not, no exaggeration. I had not done anything for myself, like personally, like I did it with nobody else or with a friend or anything because I was, you know, I'm renovating the house. Uh, and then the girls left and then I was a freak balls to the wall getting like painting and installing floors and stuff. And then they came home and I was around the girls the whole time. I had not done anything since early July by myself until last weekend. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Mowing lawns. Like, yeah. And, and to be honest, I'm like, I'm not, I, I, I'm not unhappy. I'm not like I'm some miserable sap. Like I need to get outside. I'm going to yeah, dude. Yeah, I go yeah. outside, you yeah. know, wash the car freaking. I don't know. Dude, you do all that shit. All that like, shit. Like, you love that shit. I don't know. Do you? Do you love that shit? Or, oh, no. That's uh, right. It's it's society. No, no. It's society. No. Yeah, you don't want your neighbors to just, like, think, oh, this dude doesn't know. Pass judgment. Yeah. No, it's not that. You know what it is? 
is I think about you every now and then when I really look at my front yard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, two man. years ago, Bart just sitting there. Oh yeah. man, shit. So yeah. you know what it is? Is uh, I, when I had my truck, dude, that shit was tight. Like it was a Ford Ranger, 1997 four yeah, banger. Yeah. But dude. I had I waxed it twice a year. Yeah, yeah. I had that thing swept clean, yeah. vacuumed, but you know, and then take my apartments, fucking tight, type A yeah. personality shit. Everything was in order, swept up. Then I get kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I get two kids, yeah. plural. Now I don't give a fuck. You know what I do? I like to take care of my lawn because. They can't fuck that shit up. <laughs> fuck up the house, kids. <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'm just gonna mow the lawn, edge it, trim yeah. the, and that's what I. And, and oh, I'm getting my man. vitamin D, and the girls are around, and you know they, Jen's hollering at me to do something else, whatever. Yeah. Like I, my domestication. By one point of sanity in life. I know. I think that's yeah. the thing. I think that's the thing. Like. I'm not a I I'm not a I'm a wild animal. I I just I can't be domesticated, you know. Oh, but my friends from back in the day who see me now, like boys that I've known for almost three decades now, they're like, "Damn." Yeah. What? I know. It's like, but people that know me would be like, "Things some things never change." You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I went out. Here's what I rest my hat or what I, yeah, I rest my hat on is this, is that I live my 20s like my 20s and my 30s like my 20s and I had at it. I didn't leave. So my, I just want I, you might not know this story. When my pops died when I was 12 years old and he was 42, I had a timeline in my head that I was going to be dead at 32. Oh, okay. And then I got to 32 and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll make it to 42. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I was like, like I was the good time guy. You, yeah. Whatever you wanted to do, yeah. I was competent at whatever needed to be done, whether yeah. it be outdoors or in the bar or whatever. Yeah, and no, that's, that's what I wanted to do. That's funny because growing up, I had a similar complex in a sense, and mm-hmm. that was being, you know, a black youth growing up in the inner city. I mean, all you heard, all I heard. And the radio and statistics was, yeah. you know, black men only make it to 18. Black men only eight. make it to 18. And, you know, like. Damn. With stray bullets and knowing dudes fucking are packing, you know, in my neighborhood, knowing that that's a thing. Yes. You start to kind of believe that. You know what I'm saying? And so I always had, you know, growing up, like, I'm like, oh, I'm only going to make it to 18. I'm only going to make it to 18. And then I made it to 18. I was like the fuck <laughs> I, Dude, le- I really was it, i really was that shit's deep yeah yeah so yeah that's crazy yeah. and then i was just i what had you, like what percentage of kids would you say it's 100 percent of inner city kids are growing up in rough neighborhoods and they're hearing that statistic from their principal and their teacher and their yeah mama and their like uncle on the news on fucking, the new- yeah like who, whoever you know like counselors you know what i'm saying they're you know they always fucking and you're just at risk at risk you're at risk you know you're an at-risk youth you're an at-risk youth you know what i mean like that shit has a lot more effects you know 
for the good kids. You know what I'm saying? Because they're like, they're like, shit, you know, fucking I'm not going to get out of here. You know what I'm saying? Even if I try. So that's that's what that mentality is. I believe the new term for at risk is at hope. (laughs) 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 But here Uh, I will say this. So I, I work with at risk kids and. And and they're, they're that's my crew, and I want to say this. You know what I call? What's that? The cool kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows that Mr. White's with the cool kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Teachers, students. Who are yeah, you? Yeah. Are you not doing history this year, Mr. White? I'm with the cool kids, but we're cool. Yeah, but my kids are really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they walk in and they feel that, and like that's not a. I I'm gonna say this. That is not a fake name that I'm giving these kids. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I'm yeah. believing. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to draw that, that coolness out of these yeah, kids. It, you know, but I, I think, I think you, you know, that is a good way to go. That is right. You know, especially if it is a lot of those kids that have the behavioral issues. You know. Oh yeah. Because they are the cool kids. They're the kids that don't want to fit in with the fucking crowd. You no. know what I mean? They're, they're, they see all the bullshit that these other kids are fucking, you know, clicking and, up and with. And they and, haven't been taught the skills yeah, to be to integrated navigate into... Yeah, navigate all the intricacies and, of, of yeah. not just yeah in school, but in life as yeah. well. Yeah, oh yeah. But they are the cool kids because they know, like, a lot of this world, a lot of this life is fucking bullshit. But yes, they they need to learn how to just. Well, I'm trying it. to I'm trying to teach them how to, to not think of it as a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. But it's, yeah. This is, yeah. This is you what, know what I'm saying. Yeah, though. it is. Yeah. Like especially when we're talking about bureaucracy. Oh, totally. You know, especially dealing with a freaking governor recall in the state of California right now. <laughs> Do you know if? You know, Gavin, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I voted yes. I voted yes to recall Gavin Newsom. And you want to know why that is? Huh. Because not and I didn't vote because because of where I stand. You know, like I didn't vote for Gavin Newsom to begin with. I'm not a two party politician. I don't waste my vote. I'm not gonna do that thing where I vote for the lesser of the two evils. I like That's what the, essentially I'm a fucking is, cool right? kid. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do the other shit <laughs> that, that everybody else is doing. You know, like your campaign and your fucking ad. Like I hate. I fucking hate like propaganda. And so, like, if you give me some propaganda, like I'm gonna bullshit. Like I know it's voting season, so I'm gonna do my own research. You know, I'm gonna research everybody that's on that ballot. When I get the ballot, I'm gonna take my time to look up everybody's name. And fucking find out what the hell they're talking about. I, I, but more I, specifically, like with the parties that I'm aligned with. And right now, that's the Green Party. Because the only thing that I'm concerned about right now, like, is making sure that, I mean, my kids can live. And hopefully if they have kids, that their kids can live. Yep. Because this earth, like, it does not like us right it. now. No. You know, in the way that correct. we are, yeah, that we are living as humans. It's completely unsustainable. I mean, look at look at look at our fish numbers. I mean, like, I'd feel horrible going out fish for steelhead, like just because of the numbers are so low this year. I'd feel horrible, absolutely horrible doing it. 
and like I just yeah it's getting tough well the que- the question I have is like how how much longer will this you know the salmon being a keystone species oh, yeah. exist on this earth in this region of the world it will turn into the next Santa Cruz and it's just going to move further and further up north you know cuz they used to run up the Santa Cruz River and they yep. used to run up a uh, run up uh Sacramento River and I was fishing I was fishing uh I don't know the Volmers area with a buddy this this winter and uh he was like man I couldn't imagine if this was steelhead country right now that fucking oh, dam man. and yeah. every hole that we'd go to he was like yeah oh I wish this was a steelhead yeah hole oh yeah oh no but there's some biggies in there oh yeah so, uh, what's your story, Whitey? You got a good story? Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I've been I've been covering the gamut today. Uh, One of your favorite stories. I, so I, I was telling you about outdoor ed, and I didn't really delve into like international travel and stuff, particularly. So I'm not going to delve into crazy stuff, like kids. Uh, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, because you could edit this if you want to. Like, for example, Dominican Republic, Santo Domingo, kids getting a hold of fucking crack cocaine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Smoking it. Dining and ditching prostitutes freaking Dominican Republic. Yeah. You know what that conversation was like. Yeah. You think that lady... You think that fucking lady likes sucking your dick? You think she... Seriously. And you ran out of the alleyway without giving her $10? I found that out on graduation. That was that was my graduation present to that kid. Is you entitled piece of shit? Wait, what's up? What happened? So one of my students did that. Dined and ditched freaking prostitute in the Dominican Republic, and I ended up finding out the story. One of right your before grad. One of my students. That's what I'm telling you. Like international travel with high school students who who have um, impulse control issues. Yeah, yeah, dude. You could not imagine the things that I had to deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've been wanting to write a book. Wait, 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 wait. So you had a student that not one. There were several of them, and they got they got a couple prostitutes together. Uh huh. And uh, they were in a back alley, and they didn't have money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get a blowjob. Yeah. And uh, freaking dined and ditched. Oh, some prostitutes man. and I, and I was like I was like this is a mother who depended on that $10 to feed her kids how dare you yeah, yeah, did you yeah. even think that like I I'm not lying this is an actual conversation yeah yeah and uh I gave him the ride. I, it wasn't very long. It was. I know. I, I don't. If I'm gonna. If I'm gonna ream you, I'm gonna have succinct words that yeah. are gonna rip. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I ripped into him. And uh, anyway, he dined and ditched, and he did. He did a lot of other stuff, as well. As that. That was a really difficult year. But nevertheless, crazy story. So here we are. I'm. We're. Uh, I'm teaching a climbing class over at. Over at Cantera Loop. Uh-huh. And uh, I've got, I don't know, six kids there. And we're we're kind of about to start climbing, and my buddy was setting up the top rope, and it's about 40 feet off the deck. It wasn't the 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 one with the big old, like, 
tower on it or it wasn't 80 feet tall it was that 40 foot cliff and uh, my buddy was setting up the top rope and 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 as i'm saying and i've got no shirt on and i got my chacos on i'm in a pair of shorts this comes into the story and uh and i'm like hey kids rock climbing 90 percent it's human error never an issue with with there's rarely ever an issue with with uh the gear or the hardware any of those things and all of a sudden i hear famous last words oh i hear (laughs) oh shit oh shit and this is coming from the cliff and i turn over my shoulder and i see chris he's got a wife two kids He's like, the rope, the rope. And uh, I just see him descending. And he's coming down the face. Uh, and he's like got his hands on the face. And, you know, this is kind of slabby. I'd probably put it at like 80, 85 degree slab. So it's almost dead vertical. Yeah. Sliding down it, and I'm running. And I was like, this ain't happening on my watch. Yeah, yeah, this ain't yeah, happening yeah. on my watch. I'm going to fucking catch this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no lie. Like that's how important it was to me and i'm just running and then all of a sudden he he hit this ledge that kind of stuck out a like six inches and he flipped oh. and boom and he landed on his face and then he rolls over into notre dame touchdown jesus uh-huh. and i could tell that he's got two busted wrists uh-huh. bone isn't coming out but pretty damn close. And he's uh, like, my hip, my hip, my hip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, uh, he's got a busted pelvis or a femur, like high, high up on on his on his femur. He broke it. So then, I, I called my other partner, Big E, get down here. And Big E comes down, and it's really there's a lot of shell up there, and shells coming down. And I had to protect Chris, and and Big E's coming down, and. This kid's like, Whitey, you all right? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, look at your chest. And I just got blood coming down my chest. Big bunch of abrasions. And he's like, look at your foot. And I got this big old flapper avulsion on my on my big toe, like yeah, a huge yeah. hunk of skin's off. And uh, and it, right then I realized that like I was so focused on catching him that I didn't realize that I just freaking decked it running as fast as i could got back up and kept on running like oh yeah yeah, yeah. you know the adrenaline was so so intense and i would imagine you've had incidences like that as well in your life yeah um anyway biggie comes down and i'm like biggie this is what i need so while i'm you know taking vitals and stuff with chris i'm like i'm like biggie you gotta um, I was like, you got to go to the nearest house. You got to make the phone call to the police, get them here. And then you have to call Nawa, send a, a student who's, who's got the permit, sh- whatever the kid's name, Shane, you got a permit, right? Yep. You're driving the van back from up the road. You'll do okay. And so next thing you know, 20 minutes later here, here comes the ambulance and, yeah, yeah. uh, and then he's still, he's still a good buddy of mine. He ended up having to get his wrist rebroke. So he has to. He has to shake hands like this. He has no yeah, mobility yeah, yeah. in his wrist. Hips fine. Yeah. Um, you know, strange with him. I I never had I never had like a a reflection conversation with him about it because that's he was so close to to death. And one day, and I never brought it up because I I knew what type of guy he was. And he came up like eight ten years later, and he's like, "Thank you." Yeah. It's yeah. like that. 
he, I don't know if he said you saved my life. I didn't save his life because the ambulance was there, but it was it was done properly. And anyway, that was a cra- one crazy moment. Jeez. Yeah. So. <laughs> Wait a freaking just ended on a little. Yeah, but a high note. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dining and ditching and people falling yeah. off cliffs. Oh, man. Well, yeah, it was crazy. Speaking of cliffs, uh, you know, a little recap. This weekend was California archery opener. So deer and uh, most seasons B zones, uh, that D3 through 5 and 7, blah, blah, blah. You know, those zones are open. Um, as and well you got as tags for bear open. Yeah, I've got a B zone tag, an archery only tag, and a bear tag for California. And um, so, you know, I decided to get out and go get out of the smoke, you know, even though it's been really it's been decent here today. You know? yeah, yeah, it has. We've like, been playing soccer all week. With yeah. The kids. So it's been decent. Um, but, you know, I decided to head over the coast. I went back over to uh, Smith River area. You did. Yeah, I did. Where'd you so, go? Uh, like same the same area we were. Uh, I was up Patrick Creek instead. And so I went up the Patrick Creek drainage. And, um, you know, I drove out there. I had Bill's truck, you know, the little Tacoma. Yeah. Uh, I drove out there, same way, taking 199. And I'm about 40 minutes away from campground I'm going to stay at. <clears throat> and I get pulled over by the cops, right? Like, I'm going I'm going one way. This is in Oregon, right? I'm going one way. And this copper is coming the other way. And then all of a sudden, I just see this motherfucker hit a U-turn. He's just like, boom, hit a U-E. And I was like, oh, shit, you know, and he's fucking like just hums up on me, following me for a little bit and then like hits his lights. And dude, like whenever I get pulled over, I'm like, I want to I want to pull over in the most obvious fucking spot. So like, hell, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, so I'm like trying to find a good spot where like. You know, people could see you, see us. Yeah. And also, like, I don't want the cop to be standing like in the road. You know what I mean? I want the cop sure. to feel safe. Yeah. 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 To like not have to worry about like getting hit by a rig or a vehicle, even though or it's one like, of those large campers that they just bought last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it's like and we're just like on a road where it's just like driveways and like, you know, yeah. freeway. So I like finally after he's tailing me, they're like 35, you know, 40 for like, you know, a mile trying to find like the perfect spot to pull over. And then I finally like pull over, you know, in this like kind of driveway that's wide enough. And he comes up to me and I've got like, you know, my target in the back, like, you know, all my archery shit in the back. And like, you know, I got like my plastic box with like freaking you know, all my camping stuff and like hunting stuff. Where's the first aid kit? Uh, first aid kit was in the back. Okay. So okay. yeah, 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 yeah. No, everything was legit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so, um, yeah. And you know, I'm on the cleanse, so I hadn't even like I haven't touched booze. I didn't touch booze for like ten days. Yeah. So what point. did what did he pull you over for? Uh, cause Bill has fucking busted tail lights. So hold on. Oh, yes. so wait, hold on. So how did he see your tail lights? Probably in the just in the rear view. Like if he's looking in the rear view, and then like because he like in the rear view, uh, he pulls you turn. He comes back and he's like, "I'm pulling you over because your ta- your tail lights are out, or like the red on him is busted." 
And then um, he's like, did you know that? And I'm like, well, yeah, it's my father-in-law's truck. So, like, he told me that they're busted. And what am I going to do? Go yeah, out and freaking spend, you yeah, know, yeah, 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 $100 yeah. a piece on that OEMs? Yeah, no yeah. And so he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. Uh, he's like, well, does it have insurance? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure it does. Like, dude, it's like 76 years old. So, like, he's like, but, like, my box was blocking the glove box, so I couldn't, like, get into his glove box. And he's like, no, don't worry about, it. like, what's his name? You know, I gave him his name and freaking... You know, runs me and he comes back and he actually gives me a 20% off coupon for like getting it fixed. Shut the fuck Yeah. Up. It was like, I was like, holy shit. You know That's what I'm cool. Yeah. So, you know, I'll just pass it on a bill. I don't, you know, I got yeah, my truck. Yeah, where finally. can you get it fixed? He said like most places in, our, well, like he could QR scan it or look it up online. And, you know, there's places in Oregon that'll freaking, you know, there's a list there that'll, you know, you could take it to and they'll hook Sweet. it up. But, you know, at that, they probably just charge you 20% more anyways. I <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, yeah. It's so, tax-free, so whatever. Yeah. So, you know, he lets me go, like, just cool, like, whatever. I get to my spot, like, midnight, go right to sleep. I just pull up my cot, my sleeping bag, get in it. Yeah. Lights out, get up in the morning, uh, first light, because I just wanted to shoot my bow, just make sure it was on uh, before I head into the woods. And, um, you know, I had the plan of just like going out and then coming back for lunch. And then actually, I mean, I had enough food to last for the the whole night. Um, but I'd plan on coming back to the campsite. So I left my sleeping bag and I left uh, like my pad and everything in my tent. And I go out. <clears throat> I walk up about, you know, two, three miles, probably about three miles probably more than that i don't know yeah i did probably about four four and a half miles and i get to this point where you know i'm it's about lunchtime, so i'm gonna break for lunch and i decide that uh instead of walking the road back the way i came uh-huh. i'm just gonna like jump in this creek bottom you know jump on, down this creek and follow this creek you know back because everybody else was like going high you know early season you hunt high and I was just going to, like, get back to the camp, have lunch, or, like, get back to the camp, to my truck, and then drive up and hunt higher, like, for the night hunt. So, I'm walking. So, why is that? Because the days are longer, or what's, or the animals are up higher, or what? Uh, yeah, I mean, you just, like, they're bedded during the day. And so, during the day, like, they'll bed, um, you know, like, close to food, water, source. Sure. And they'll want to be protected. So, I'm, like, thinking creek bottom. Like, nobody's, like, walking this creek bottom. Like, I've got slopes all over the place, like, north-facing slopes, you know, all over the place. It's shaded. They'll probably feel protected, you know, abundant water source. And so I just start walking the creek bottom. But then I realized, like, it's going to probably take me longer to walk the creek bottom than it did the road. Well, obviously. Yeah. But also, like, the creek, like, goes away from the road, you know, follows that contour. And, uh, so I was like, eh, whatever, you know? So like, oh, like I started at one thirty. by like about four thirty. uh, I get to just like a straight drop off, just like a cliff. And like, I, you know, I can't go down because I just like, it, there's this pool, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, I don't want to like, you got all your gear pool. on and yeah. yeah. So then I have to backtrack, go up the hill, 
And I'm back going on the to, road. What's that? Did you get on the road? Uh, no, because I was like deep. Yeah, really far away from the road at this point. I would have had to have like crested the hill and then dropped down to get to the road. So and which in a sense I almost had to do. So I'm like stuck. I'm like, you know, stuck at this cliff, and I backtrack, get back onto the brush, start climbing, and I check my onyx, and my onyx tells me that there is a fire road. You know, like straight, a, a, like thousand yards straight line straight up, but like that thousand yards is also like thousand yard elevation gain, which is like no problem. But a thousand yards, a thousand feet. Or a thousand feet, yeah, thousand yeah. feet elevation. Ooh, that was like game. three grand you climbing up. Yeah, and a uh, thousand feet elevation or a thousand feet elevation gain, and like a thousand feet. But this thousand feet is just like choked out with like freaking thick dead trees and like just overgrown brush, and like I'm still scratched up from like, you know, like I had to like climb over it, and like it was to the point where I'd climb like twenty feet, and then I'd have to like rest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then like, and at this point, it's like. 8.30 at night. I've been walking since like 7 o'clock in the morning. Did you morning. have water? Uh, I, I just ran out. Like just as I'm like. Actually, I ran out like as I'm like climbing through this brush. And I had five liters of water on me. Wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm climbing through brush. And then like by like 9 o'clock, I'm like exhausted. And I'm I, like I have to start taking naps. I'm like, okay, I'll climb like 20 yards, you know, like pulling myself like like on the brushes over brushes like just like ridiculous you know like and then i'd like find a little spot but like try it like a spot where i didn't sink in far enough where i could pull myself up once i woke up and then like go until i was just like exhausted so like like literally climbing on survival like mode brush, right here. yeah and exhausted how long did it take you to climb it it, it took me that and... two hours to get that thousand feet Wow. Yeah. And so finally, like, I get to, like, a clearing, and I'm like, okay, my map says that I'm on this road, but, like, to my left and my right is just, like, brush, like, choked out still. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, fuck it. So I'm, I'm just going to, like, like, lay down here until fucking daybreak, you know? But I've got no sleeping bag, no tent, nothing. So I'm, like, sweaty. I just flip my uh, merino wool inside out. Uh, I had my puffy vest from like the morning walk that I had with me, and I used that as like, you know, my blanket. Blankie. Yeah, and uh, put my freaking, um, you know, my fucking, uh, what's it called, my boonie cap over my face, because even though I did not have a sleeping bag, I was covered in a blanket of mosquitoes. Wow. Like all I heard was me. That's the worst. It was horrible. You're slapping your ears. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was just like, fuck it. And then, and like, my feet were wet from like falling in the creek a few times. And uh, so I like took off my boots. And at first I stuck them in like my little day pack to stay warm and dry off. But like, because that thing was so small, it kept like falling off. And then I remembered I actually had a garbage bag in my fucking kill kit. So I pulled that out. And I put that on my lower half and have, like, my vest is, you know, my top half. I'm, like, sleeping under these branches, you know what I'm saying? Just, like, it's my cold. How cold did it get? It wasn't that cold. It wasn't that cold. Low 50s? Yeah, probably about that. All right. So, yeah. So, uh, but, you know, I heard a few freaking bears in the bushes. 
you know, through the night. So that was uh, pleasant. So how'd time. you get out? Uh, how I got out was just fucking skirting around a little bush. And Shut then, up. like, I was right on the road. All I had to do was, like, fucking just, like, skirt over one more bush. Or, like, if I had popped out, like, 20, like, if I had popped out, like, 20 feet to the left of where I popped out, like, yeah. onto that road, I would have been, like, I would have been, like, oh, yeah, road, clear as day. But, like, I popped out onto a section of the road that was just, like, the end that was kind of, like, choked in. Uh-huh. And so I just had to, like, like move, like, one little bit. And then it was, like, the clear road. And so it was like another two miles, two plus miles to campground. And I got just walked there in the morning. You know, I saw some like I saw I, I finally saw some bear evidence. But like the the poop was so small. Like I'm like. There's a little itty bitty baby yeah, bear. Yeah, yeah, so well, like, if there's uh, a little itty bitty baby bear, there's a mama bear <laughs> in there, too. No, no. I'm sure it was like an adult bear because okay. it was only single. But they, I think they're, the bear's just small on the coast. So I'm going to just focus on the bears around here there's some big ones big ones around here big one. yeah so uh yeah i mean that's still what i got going on i you know this weekend i'll probably hit up uh some private property with the uh um with these guys with the forest being closed and uh see if i can pull a buck out i might actually have to pull out my fawn call and call in a bear see about that um so yeah, I need to get some killing practice in before I. Well, I would Washington. I would imagine. You know, I would imagine animals are thirsty and hungry. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. It's dry. Oh yeah. But I will say, I mean, there's there's an awful lot of a lot of a lot of fruits and grasses growing. Yeah, and especially stuff like around that. here. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. We 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 live in a really because that's the thing I was noticing on the coast. I didn't see berries for shit. I found like one patch of berries, like walking in two days, and I was like super surprised. Even on that drainage that you were, yeah, interesting. Yeah, just one patch of freaking blackberries. I mean, I saw manzanita berries, but like, I mean, we've got an abundance of blackberry bushes, and I only saw one over where I was up that drainage. So it was wild. So yeah, so what time you got? You got whitey. Uh, yeah, I want to thanks thank you for uh, joining me. Uh, on the it was casting great. couch. So yeah, uh, the casting couch. Yeah, and I want to thank everybody out there for listening. And uh, you know, make sure you check out the first episode, episode zero zero. Just a little intro to let you know what the casting couch is all about. And uh, also, I want to thank Watson's Vets Club. Yep, yep. Uh, love that place. You can also come visit me. I'm typically working Thursdays, Thursday nights, uh, about 10 o'clock with the legendary Holly Hand. So come visit us, get some drinks, get your drink on. Getting crunk. Yeah. That's what you do at the Vets Club. Yeah, this is you what you do. Cre- you get the, crunk. You get crunk. So, yeah, once again, you guys can tune in and uh, listen to us at wvcradio.live. Once again, that's Whiskey Victor Charlie Radio dot live. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.